Happy New Year, more like Happy Kaiju Year. Oh boy, I hope I burn for my sins one day. Anyways, it's a new episode of Podzuki. How's it going, zookeepers? You know, you get, you freaking get it. Anyways, wave on back fan favorite. I just say that because I like him a lot, Rob Kushel. And uh, he's going to talk about Planet of the Apes because we watched Planet of the Apes for the new year. And uh, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. Like, you know, it's funny. Like, you'll like it. You'll laugh at it. And you'll be like, I love these guys. I'll give them a million dollars. But, like, no, it's, it's not a big deal. Anyways, uh, rate and review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. Uh, you can also follow us on Spotify. That helps a ton. And if you ever want to email us anything to read on air, give us some movie recommendations. Email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. That's P-O-D-Z-O-O-K-Y podcast at gmail.com. Anything you write us, we will read, and we mean that. So get nasty, yeah, zookeepers. Lick it up. Mm, lick it up. No, I don't like that. Well, I'm keeping it. I'm not doing a second take. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one, he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels are still since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy as curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all, to the beat. Have a ball. We should make a lot of Harambe jokes. Yeah, probably. He's coming back in a big way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. <laughs> Excuse me. What's what's your favorite Harambe album? Um, mine's the one where they have all the pictures on Instagram of him beating up that kid. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that kid had it coming. Yeah. What a chump. I, I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you saw Planet of the Apes, but uh, I think it would agree with me. Beating up kids, pretty funny. I didn't see Planet of the Apes. I lived Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I mean, with this president. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> lately, as I said earlier. Lately, lately. He's doing it's such a good job until about a month ago. Yeah. I think it'd be so funny if this film instead char- starred Chelsea Grammer. So it could be called... Chelsea Grammer? Yeah. Chelsea Grammer? <laughs> yeah, sure. Fuck it, it's late. <laughs> Gender-bending Fraser. Yeah. yeah, why not? Is there a Frasham? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. So it could be Planet of the Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> it's just it's just one. We're just starting wherever this part started because it's really good. <laughs> All right, I'm getting the Wicked page up so I can have any factoids I need about Planet of the Apes. I'm a little professional. Here's a fun fact. Charlton Heston's dead. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's yeah. pretty fun. I don't know if you know this. Made me very happy to figure that out. What's okay, let's before we start talking, uh we'll get through all this too real quick. Welcome to Podzuki, the only <clears throat> ape podcast in all of the ape world. I'm your host, Ape Brandon Kirkman. I'm your other host, Martin Ape Felschman. I'm your third host, Luke Evans Flip. Ape 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 Luke Flip. And I'm a little monkey! Oh, a special uh, guest! It's a little monkey! monkey. Hey, little monkey! monkey. <laughs> What's up? I'm, I'm Rob Kushel. Hi. Hey, I've heard stories about you jumping on beds. Don't fucking do that shit. Oh, anymore. me and my nine brothers? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Didn't one of them bump their head? Okay, Do bye. you not talk about him anymore? I'm yeah, so sorry, no, Rob. Yeah, I'm it's, so sorry. It's been really difficult to deal with it. Honestly, Brandon. Like, the medical costs are really piling up. Is yeah. there right a before... version of that where it's like Indians instead of monkeys? Um, like, honestly, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. 
It does. I was just reading about the gentleman who wrote the Beneath, or the Planet of the Apes novel, uh, Pierre Bollet. Um, and it said he was uh, one of the two actual screenwriters to be blacklisted for this. So he was one of the first guest stars on... <laughs> You sure that was Pierre Bouet? I was going to say David Spade's blacklisted, and I got the names mixed up, which is, I'm looking for Michael, was it Spader? What is it? It's James Spader. Michael Spader. It's James Spader. Michael Spader, David Spader's blacklisted. Um, For tonight. So that show is called The Blacklist, not Blacklisted. Let's, sorry, I'm thinking of Ashton Kutcher's blacklisted. I hate you so much. Uh, Happy I like to be the here. Blacklist. Yeah, was it? I never saw it, but I like James. It's, I mean, it's, it's weird because it's like network TV, so there's a lot of things they could do if it were on HBO, but they can't because right. it's on yeah. network. But James Fader is just awesome. I'm just super gay for James Fader. So, I like him a lot. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a good actor. Yeah, I think he's really fun. Yeah, he and, in that Avengers movie, Ultron did a very good James Fader impersonation. <laughs> yeah. If they That's gave a... him a juicier role, he could have been, or just better writing for that one. That could have been a lot better. Just. Avengers in general, with them having James Spader. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. Um, anyway, we're talking about Planet of the Apes. We're talking about Planet of the Apes, 68. Starring James Spader. <coughs> Starring James Spader. Evidently. Um, they blew him up. They blew up James Spader. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. This was his first role. He played the spaceship. Oh, Ooh. so they did blow him up. Yeah. They did yeah. blow him up. Those damn dirty spaceships. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This episode, this whole episode is going to be like this, by the way. Apparently, yeah. This is a messy one. This is a real, this is a real cummy one. I'd never seen Planet of the Apes before, or any of the Planet of the Apes movies, even the newer ones. Oh no, we ruined it for you! Uh, I mean, I, uh, yeah, everybody knows the twist to Planet of the Apes, which, like, isn't really a twist, because you wouldn't have ever thought it wasn't Earth, unless if he hadn't said at the beginning that it's not Earth. Right, I, yeah. One of the things that, I think the first time I watched this, I knew that there was a big twist at the end, that it was Earth the whole time. Um, and then, it just right at the beginning of the movie, Charlton Heston has this monologue where he just basically spells out the twist that's going to come later. He's just like, it's 700 years has passed on Earth. Well, think, what, uh, any number of things could have happened to society. I, I think that's just a problem with movies of that time period. Yeah. Where they're very... There's no subtlety. You're just like the, the people are paying for a story. We need to lay it out for yeah. them. They're fucking dumb. They can't. They can't think for themselves. Well, with a movie that is so, has so much hinging on this big twist, mm. you should not be doing that much well, to you're, hint people you're to getting, it. You're getting distracted by the special effects. You're getting distracted by all the horses. I don't know if you know this, but the horse union in Hollywood in 1968, there were only four horses. And they played at least sixty different horses. Yeah, there were there were more than four horses no, in this exactly. movie. This is yeah. all digital editing no, to make four, four horses. horses into sixty. War, horses. pestilence, apes, man. Pestilence. Huh? Pestilence. <laughs> pestilence. Do, do we know what their it's me, mission, what their man. space pestilence. mission was? Like why they were? Oh, okay. I think they were just going. Like, I think their space mission was... Well, no, their space mission was to, to see if this hypothesis that, like, oh, if we travel at near light speed, it'll be, like, 18 months for us, but it'll be, like, 700 years for, for the rest of the so world. So the plan was always to be in the future. Yeah, yeah. They, they the plan was to be in the future, but I believe it was an exploration mission mm. um, as well. I mean, yeah, the idea was, of course, <laughs> is ridiculous because... 
by that point, they now have, what, 2,000 years of science uh, uh, back on Earth. Well, obviously they don't, because Earth is wiped out and it is now apes, but... um, We don't know that. We don't know that yet. How do we know that wasn't another planet that just happened to have a... uh, (laughs) They they built an already fucked up Statue of Liberty just to shove it to humans. I I mean, that's the twist in the Tim Burton one, isn't it? Where, like, you thought it was Earth, but no, it wasn't Earth. It was actually just a monkey Earth. The, the, the twist in when they when he goes the, back to the oh world, right the, the, yeah the, yeah the twist of the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes is is I think better than this movie only because it's so fucking ridiculous because when uh, Marky Mark goes back to Earth in that one he he is able to get back using a different spaceship and as soon as he lands he is at the ape uh, ape Abraham Lincoln Memorial yeah and then a bunch of ape journalists. Police. Journalists, like I remember being cops. I thought it was journalists. No, journalists, because they're the real danger to society. Because they had a bunch of cameras in his face, and he didn't get like arrested or shot right away. I'm looking up the Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton, right now, just reading the plot real quick. Okay. Um, that's where it just says big <laughs> shitty mess. Oh, yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's. I, did, I don't believe they had the script summary there. Yeah. That's interesting. I I didn't remember that. Oh. I, I remember. It was I, one of the few PG-13 movies I got to see with my father. saw when I that movie. There. I don't remember that I mean, ending. I guess I just blocked it out. It was a bad movie. Oh, man. your brain was protecting you. Yeah. Rob, I don't know if you know this, but it's probably why I'm so stupid. Yeah, Because your is... brain is protecting you no, from knowledge? No, because <laughs> my brain hung on oh. to all of the details of the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes when it shouldn't have. Well, I don't know. It was very interesting it's like to a, know. It's like a dummy file. Like, let's say my brain has like a terabyte of open space. The dummy file here takes up nine hundred gigabytes. Yeah. How much? How much is in a terabyte? A lot. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think that's three megabytes. Uh, three. Yeah. You know what? Let's. I feel like we're dicking around a bit. Let's talk about the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, you were right. Basically, in the remake, they were like on a space station, and the apes overthrew it eventually. Um, because they had to detect it in the time vortex that it created, and they landed on the planet, and they made an ape society. That's right. It was gonna because they were gonna make a second one. And it was gonna be that the villain of the first one went back in time to evolve apes and some some stupid horse shit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, that is kind of the plot of the later uh, yeah. '70s apes movies. It would have been Independence Ape. Is that they do? They do sort of undercut a lot of the stuff in this one, which is like man sowed the seeds of its own destruction yeah. and, and, you know, nuclear power or whatever. And then in all of the sequels, there's like, oh no, actually, Cornelius and uh, Zora, what's her name? Uh, Nova? Zira? No, 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 no. Nova is gone. Inconsequential. Oh. She matters not at all, except as. Oh, oh, I got it. Yeah. Ape Pagoda. Ape. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a boring movie. Like this was popular when it came out. Yeah, like it I well. yeah I think I mean I think it's a legitimately good movie. I, I, yeah, I would I would say so too. I, I think Charlton Heston he, he got like an Oscar nod for this movie, didn't he? Did he? I don't know. I I think I remember it. I remember it. I think I my conception of it is that it was popular, if not super critically acclaimed. It was like pulpy and stuff, and so it wouldn't have gotten too many. Really, things, that is the era, like, the, like Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Yeah. Uh, Forbidden Planet. Uh, not Forbidden Planet, a Fantastic Voyage. Yeah, yes. Forbidden Planet's older. Yeah. yeah, that's like a 50s movie. Yeah. 
Um, but no, I think it, I think it's a good movie. I think it's incredibly dated in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was just a very popular movie. I don't know if it was really well. I just I guess movies just weren't very good back then. <laughs> I mean, they were back when they were making like cowboy movies and stuff. Like you didn't have to be a good actor to become a famous. Hey man, stagecoach is a stone cold class. Be in a movie. One of the best stunt scenes filmed in westerns. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I still stand by it. I think this is a good movie. Uh, yeah, well, we'll save it for the end of it, but I, I do also like Planet of yeah. Apes. I also feel like we should talk about our experience of this film and how we watched it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I had to get this on YouTube because I couldn't find a good bit torrent for it. Uh, big reveal of how I get most of these movies. So sue me, government. Um, there are legal bit torrents I found on the coast of Puerto Rico. Think about it. Uh, anyways, we... So Got this movie you, too. What about the coast of Puerto Rico? It's anything's legal on the coast of Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. Yeah, everybody knows that. It's okay. It's ape law. <laughs> you got it. Um, oh my God! Sorry. Before you get into this, I am looking at the critical reception of Planet of the Apes, and Roger Ebert uh, gave the film three stars out of four and said, "quote It was much better than I expected it to be." Yeah. <laughs> Two thousand one. Like faint praise. That's the. Uh, the original Planet of the Apes yeah. that he reviewed, so that's when he was still writing for, like, the Chicago... It was for Sun-Times, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was for the Sun-Times. Yeah. It's, it's funny, I actually looked up that exact review. That's back when their star system was out of 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, I just love that. It's better than I thought it would be. <laughs> hey, these it's apes not really a compliment. Pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were the days when he was hanging out with... Not Sid Meier, Russ Meyer. It's like, yeah, I got this idea for a great procedurally generated pirates game. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't think video games are art. <laughs> he did I'll show you one day, story. Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they parted ways into the night. Um, anyways, so we had to watch this on YouTube after I rented it for three ninety nine, which is a decent deal. It's a good film. Um, if you watch a movie on YouTube, you can change the speed. So for part of this movie, we watched <laughs> most it at, of it. Frankly. Most of it, we watched it at one point five speed. We started at two speed, but then it got too comical. <laughs> it was, no, no, it was no. really great for the chase scene. It was, it was so great for the chase scene. Yeah. Um, when it got to dialogue, uh, those masks make it a little bit harder to understand. But when it's going at double speed, it's just all it. Oh yeah, yeah, you cannot, you cannot understand. Yeah, it looks like they're all eating a big old banana. <laughs> It's very racist. Yeah, take that, you dirty apes. Yeah, that's right. It's all coming out this episode. Actually, in the, in the third one, uh, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, uh, when the two of the characters go back in time to to regular Earth, uh, one of them does offer, uh, I think Cornelius a banana, and he's like, "No, that's actually racist." Like that is legitimately a joke in one of the later movies. It's pretty great. Um, um, we're eventually going to watch those because our idea is now to have Rob back to watch all the Planet of the Ape films. They are awful. It is amazing the quality of them. I, well, they are not boring. I will yeah. give you that. If you were bored by this one, I think you will enjoy yeah. the the later ones because they, but they are just terrible. And this one took itself very seriously. Yeah, yes. it did. And then it did. At the end of the film, we decided to watch it at point two five speed, <laughs> just to watch the scene where he I, yelled at the Statue of Liberty. I think that was perfect. I was. It made it really here, good. If you're having a party, don't put together a playlist. Just throw on a fucking projector. Throw on any classic movie at point two five <laughs> speed, and you will have ambient. 
terror for the entire night. <laughs> That's legitimate good advice. Uh, also, it just turns anything that you're watching into chill wave instantly, which I think is really fun. <laughs> um, should we? I guess we can summarize the film a little bit. I mean, everybody seems it's of it's a very well known. I don't think we need the guy. Yeah. Who is an asshole? <laughs> Taylor. Well, no, I think we can we can identify the mission a little bit better. Yeah. I feel like just from listening to main <clears throat> character talk, they were planning to go into the future to repopulate for some reason. I think this was basically a suicide mission. I mean, yeah. I think the, I think the idea was to somehow like maybe establish like a colony on whatever planet they found. Right. Yeah. I think the idea was just. We're shooting you into space, put you into hibernation. Eventually, you will get pulled in by the gravity of something. You will land on it. Hopefully, it will be habitable. Um, because also, this movie came out in '68, so this yeah. is before the moon landing. So the idea of what was possible with space travel is pretty far fetched. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the idea I think was to just land. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they picked out a planet they could land on. Maybe not. Uh, but, yeah, the, the, explicitly in the later, one of the scientists was a lady scientist. Yes. And, they, and all of the four scientists, three men and one woman, and yeah. the idea was that... Taylor, Landon, Dodge, and Stewart. Stewart was the lady scientist. Stewart, yeah. Dodge was Kristen Stewart, yeah. yeah Kristen Stewart. Um, Kristen Stewart Little. Yeah. That's the she one. She's the one who turned into the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, <laughs> she, her, she, there was, yeah her, her, her hibernation pod what malfunctioned. We, what if we just summed up the movie anyway? We wanted, like, yeah, they landed when they hit the ocean. She was hit with a curse. Turned into <laughs> <laughs> the Crypt Keeper and said, Now this ship is mine! <laughs> and then uh, she wrapped them all in mummy gods. <laughs> That's the whole film. Yeah. It's a good movie. Looks like, <laughs> looks like your plan is all wet. <laughs> Ooh, the ocean. Oh, I'm a great improviser. Um, <laughs> Ooh, the ocean. Yes. <laughs> looks like you three won't be stuff. fucking me. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't mind if I do a little shovel work. But just if the idea, I don't know. I said this mm-hmm. while we're watching it, but if the idea was to go to a planet to repopulate the planet, why in the hell would you not make it two and two? If you had to only send four people, also yeah. that is. Far too few people to make yeah. a serviceable population. I'll, I'll be honest, I guess 60s, 60s science, especially 60s movie science, very dumb. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say our science is better today, but I'm going to say this is a special kind of dumb. Yeah, it's probably Can I get better, though. Do you have 7-Ups right there? <laughs> yeah, I have 7-Up. I got the cherry 7-Up. You want that? That's fine. If that's... Hey, Brandon, can you go ahead and bleep that out? I don't want them getting free advertisement from us. <laughs> I want to give them all the free advertisement I want. Cherry 7-Up's a delight. Hey, Brandon, can you say your social security number again? Yeah, it's too f- I hate this bit. <laughs> you don't have to do it. I have to. <laughs> you don't. As you all know, I ran over a Romani woman with my car. Jesus. And then as she was dying, she whispered in my ear, social security You know it's like still racist to say that they can give curses, right? Just because you use the proper name for their culture doesn't make it not a racist thing I am dignified. (laughs) Oh boy. They had that reality show where they use the term gypsies it was a bunch of Romani people or like American gypsies or something I think it was yeah called. the one about Fleetwood Mac yeah sure. <laughs> well anyways um, the everything's cur- just a joke to you we're talking seriously about a reality show that may or may not have existed so anyways the Crypt Keeper's on the wet ship <laughs> yeah, the Crypt Keeper is on the wet ship <laughs> and then they all say, let's get out of here. 
Because the ship is sinking. Yeah. No, I have have a fun idea for this one. Yeah? How about we all do the description of this movie, but we go around in a circle and we each get one sentence at a time. Okay. Okay. Ooh, Rashomon style. Yeah. That is not Rashomon style. (laughs) Not how I remember it. Yeah, Rashomon style is all of us leave the room. (laughs) One of us gives a full description of the movie. And then that actually is not a bad idea for us. Alright, I'm gonna go first. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> so, uh, alright, so, so Rashomon and Kirk first. <laughs> on a ship. Essentially, the movie's a courtroom drama almost. So I mean, the there's, the, the, no, there's yeah. the, big, the big scene where they do have a, a court case. And we all learn the intricacies of ape law. I also love that they call it ape law. Yeah. <laughs> they don't just call it law. Yeah, we don't, we don't call it man it's law. It's not man law. Well, how can we call it man law? Man law is my favorite, <laughs> it's my favorite drive time radio <laughs> DJ. Do you think in this world they call it ape manslaughter? <laughs> no, they call it ape laughter. <laughs> I used to think it was, it was a really weird, like... It was a really dumb thing in sci-fi is when they just added space onto everything. I love it. Uh, like, like spaceship. Oh, it's a ship that goes to space. Space port. Oh, it's a port that's the space. And then I realized it's like exactly what we did with air. <laughs> the airplanes. Like, air this force. is an airport. This is an airplane. <laughs> you, call it a, you call it a space station. You call it a, yeah. call it a space jam. Like, well, I'm, if, you just I'm say, if you just say station, they're going to try to tune the radios up in there. They want nowhere to land. Or they're trying to get gas. <laughs> Is this just a Tim Robinson sketch instead of an episode summation? No, but you do have a very high opinion of how funny we're being right now. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Okay, who wants is this to... like a, what's the worst sketch that I can think of right now? SNL. Yeah, is this an <laughs> SNL sketch summation of this? Alright, who wants who wants to start describing the movie? Alright, I'll start describing the movie. Oh, wait, yeah, we have, we have started. Brandon started. Okay. And, so, and so we have, so the Crypt Keeper is on the wet ship. With Rashomon. <laughs> no, the accurate description. Okay. Okay. Dude. Akira Kurosawa is Rashomon. Oh, okay. We're skipping Brandon. <laughs> Alright, fine. The Crypt Keeper is on the sinking ship, and they all say, let's get out of here. So they all grab their impractical metallic backpacks, <laughs> and then they squeeze out a big metal hole. Luke? They walk through the desert for a few days. <laughs> I mean, and, like, we see all of it. <coughs> yeah. It's a very long time walking through the desert. Uh, then they all... That was my sentence. Yeah. <laughs> then they all get naked when they find water, because they have to swim. Uh, that scene, by the way, is very funny to watch at double speed. Because they're, they're flopping around like dolphins. Naked dolphins. They encounter a lot of feral humans. Yeah, sort of running around in packs in what appears to be like a cultivated field, and they're all like, whoa, they look almost human, is a lie. It's like, no, those look exactly human, yes. <laughs> um, and then the apes come and they're mean. <laughs> and then two of the apes catch a human in their net, and then they high-five and say, nothing but net. Nice. Nice. That's a good ape high-five. <laughs> Sorry, that's an eight five. They shoot Charlton Heston in the throat <laughs> so that he can't talk when they first encounter him. And oh, yeah. it's it's very believable <laughs> the amount of pain that he is in. Uh, 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 
Yeah, so then they are transported to Ape City. Uh, New, USA. New Ape City. <laughs> USA. Uh, where uh, Charlton Heston is kept in a cage and is being examined. Um, then he's like a real fucking asshole because he's like playing around with him. He's like, I'm not going to talk yet, but I will pretend that I know what they're doing. Well, he can't talk because he's got shot, got shot in the neck. Not only was that established in the film, it was established by yeah, seconds ago. It. I'm not listening and I'm not watching. <laughs> I, you can't make me. <laughs> Uh, Though it is interesting, like, so humans can talk, and the feral ones, okay, they don't have language, but I feel like they'd be making grunts and stuff, and like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah, I think it is established later that Dr. Zayas has been, like, suppressing the idea of human intelligence. It's mm. less that they aren't intelligent, and more that, like, the religion of the society is, is focused on proving that they're not, because... They know that humans are incredibly destructive I'm, force. I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Dr. Zayas is basically just the Pope. He's, But he's like not one of the good Popes. He's like that Nazi Pope we used yeah, to have. Yeah, one of the good Popes, huh? There yeah, are, yeah. 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 There's some it. of those, hey, huh? listen. I've seen Young Pope. I know there's at least one not good Pope. That's true. I don't, have you seen Young Pope? <laughs> he's 14 and he's got high top sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing a lot of rad tricks through the Vatican. <laughs> the Vatican. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the 16 chapel's about to get shredded. <laughs> oh, uh, who, paint, who painted the ceiling, huh? Fucking Ninja Turtle? Alright. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on? This is my Um, Sorry, is that not in the movie? No, that was in the movie. You got way more Young than Pope the movie. <laughs> You took, you took like four paragraphs. Oh, it was a run-on. Yeah, I'm very bad. I use a lot of commas. That's oh, fine. my turn? Yeah. I did not take four paragraphs. If you count me talking about the young Pope as my descriptor <laughs> for this, then we need a new game here. This is a good game. <laughs> oh, wait, guys, real quick. I'm interrupting the, the podcast. That's right. There's the new jingle. Guys, it's Sonic the Hedgehog Movie Watch oh, 2019. God. Damn it. I definitely um, wouldn't talk about this. Yeah, the, the redesign. He looks, yeah. He looks like Sonic. Yeah. Um, he does. It looks fine. I, I saw so many people posting the exact same thing, which was like, hey, they went through the trouble of changing the movie. You better go see it. And I'm still like, no. No. I Yeah, I didn't want no, to see it at you're all. Just, you're just not making me violently angry. You don't. I'm not going to see the movie. <laughs> the just only way I not. would see it is if they made that movie. If they said, no, exactly. we are keeping the horror. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would only see it if it <laughs> the was horror so comes to you. <laughs> it, just, it still looks like a bad movie. Sonic and I, won't let us change him. <laughs> That, like the new trailer keeps talking about his power, which like Sonic's supposed to just be fast. He's just fast. He's not supposed to be tapping into the speed force. Oh well, no, that's the thing. See, he has an inflated sense of self worth because he read like five hundred fucking Flash comics. Yeah. He also seems way faster in that movie than I feel like he is supposed to be. Sonic's speed is always variable depending <coughs> on what a video game needs it to be. Yeah. Like Super Sonic could go that fast, yeah. but. Yeah, and then I just want to give a shout out to my friend Cartoon Mouse on Twitter, who uh, tweeted that the new Sonic design looks really great, but they still fucked it up because there's no butthole on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my sense for this summary of the plot of this movie. Okay. <laughs> or, or uh, that's done. the end of Sonic the Hedgehog movie watch 2019. That was it? You interrupted it and you didn't even have anything to say about <laughs> it? <laughs> I don't want to say the fun tweet my friend Cartoon Mouse had. Okay. Um... Uh, 
They're in. They're in cages. No, no, I know, I know, I know. They're in, they're in cages. <laughs> Wait, Sonic Hedgehog's in a cage? Fuck off. Um, probably at some point in that movie. Though. Uh, earlier, Charles Charlton Heston uh, fell. Well, he didn't fall in love with a woman. He saw a woman who was sixties hot and was like, "Ooh, I want to fuck her." And then eventually that happens. I didn't know they said that. They they bring like. The doctor. Who's the female doctor? Uh, Zora, Zira, something. This is Zima. Kingdom Hearts. Zima, yeah. Zima. <laughs> Dr. Zima. Medicine woman. <laughs> but she, like, brings the woman to... Yeah, that is... Like, as, like, an off peace offering or whatever. Yeah, just yeah. Like, after, and, and, after... like, and makes a face. Oh, which... no, I, okay, I remember where we okay. were now. I'm sorry. Zero, it is zero. Uh, zero. So, okay, so he can't speak because he got shot in the throat. But he could still, like, emote with his body, but he's not fucking doing any of that. Well, he just kept giving the jerk-off motion to everything. <laughs> oh, and we also did not mention the New York ape who oh, worked in that. New York ape. Oh, yeah. hey, come on, we'll clean it up around in the, in the stalls here. Oh, that's Galen. That's his name. Galen? I have the Wikipedia. Uh, Galen? Oh, you have medicine. Hey, I'm Galen. Well, you get this human coming around here. I don't know nothing. I'm just going to be back here smoking my cigar. Hey, I'm aping here. I'm aping here. That's my favorite character. Galen apes a poppin'. <laughs> Galen apes a poppin'? Yeah. Sounds like we got a new t shirt. <laughs> get that jingle. Sorry. Galen you're a apes a poppin'. Uh. <laughs> it's another Sonic Hedgehog movie watch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, he uh, manages to get out, and they have like a chase, another chase sequence. They catch him in the town square, and that's when he finally speaks and says, "Get your paws off me, you damn dirty ape!" The line that everybody knows. Yeah, well, one of two lines that everybody knows from this movie. Well, before the before he escapes, they bring he, they bring all the humans out to a pen that is just in the middle of town for. Purposes unknown, and that's where he like writes something in the ground. Uh, he writes, "I can write." Is that what he yeah. writes? Okay, yeah. I, yeah, they don't. Re- yeah, I see that. I see that now. <laughs> um, and the other humans like start blotting it up. Um, oh which, no, it was just her. No, no. Um, uh, after he like knocks her away, then the other oh. dude comes in so that he can fight a dude so that they didn't have to have Charlton Heston beat the shit out of a woman. <laughs> well, that's when he, he escapes, right? The ape guards come in to Do you think put down the fight. Oh, no, no that he separate. escapes. It's, you're, you're like, there are just so many things. He should have just escaped then because then it would have been the same plot but with fewer scenes. Yeah. It would have been great. Um, they also, I think... But yeah, all the, all the humans cover... Yeah, covered up, and I think that's that's sort of like your first hint that like they know they're not supposed to write. Like it's it's less of a mm. reminds me of a scene in Stargate the movie where um, oh, he writes something on the ground and they cover it up. What was that Starry the movie? Star Ape, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Star Ape, best ape one. Yeah. <laughs> There's the fans call James it Star Ape. Oh, maybe it was you guys better than that movie. Yeah, yeah Stargate. Yeah. Yeah. The one with Kurt Russell. Yeah. Star- he's, he's talking he's about Star Ape. He's the uh, the language guy oh uh, that's uh, right yeah. yeah 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 he's the guy who does the writing did you guys ever watch Star Ape at Aplantis I did <laughs> yeah. I, I watched a lot of that yeah. um, oh it's my turn um, yeah. so yeah that all happens then he passes <laughs> he passes a note to uh, Dr. Zima uh, <laughs> which interesting like okay I could buy they speak English but their written language is also English I mean well if, the A's are backwards if they don't <laughs> Yeah, it, the fact that it has been 2,000 years and there has been no noticeable evolution of this language is ridiculous. They would 
just they would be linguistically unintelligible even if they grew up speaking perfect English. That would change. We cannot speak a language we spoke two thousand years ago. It's not possible. Yeah. Well, tell that to Rod Serling because he's dead. <laughs> he wrote this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Where? Uh, uh, like I don't, I don't know. It's like what they speak Latin in the Vatican or whatever. But if they actually went back to Rome, they would be not speaking any notice. They would not be speaking Latin. They might be able to recognize it, but there'd be issues in understanding. You wouldn't just be able to go, "Hey, bro." Yeah, no, you can't. Ju- you can't just. I go don't up. think that's Latin. I think that's hey, bro, jerk me I, up. <laughs> uh, well, show us what you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of us knows more about Latin? I wonder. <laughs> I think one of the cats. Hey, 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 bro, cause. Hey, Brokus. Hey, Brokus. <laughs> uh, oh, so, yeah, he passes a note to Dr. Azira, and then she's like, ooh, I gotta get some of this guy to tell me what he knows. Uh, and then... You're so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand why you decided to start a movie uh, podcast, because you just have a handle on like, Thank you. I'm not, I don't like saying his full name. It's Taylor, right? Yeah, George Tink- Taylor. Tinker Taylor. Well, they never say spy. that his name is George in the movie. It's written that way in like the script. I think I think he says in his beginning thing he's like Captain George Taylor here or whatever. Well, like I, according to the IMDb trivia page. Oh, they don't. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And we know how infallible those are. Yeah, yeah, the strongest of fallibles. All right, so Captain Taylor, uh, I don't know. He says some stuff. He talks about being from space. He makes a paper airplane, which amazes them. Yeah, this them. is when Zira and Cornelius bring him back to their house. Which also, they have guns. They should understand the concept of combustion and, like, I don't know. Paper airplanes? Again, I feel like the notion is that it is suppressed knowledge, that you are you shouldn't know that, you know? I... But, paper. I mean, it also, at the end, when... Uh, Dr. Sayas is giving, like, his big speech about, like, technology, like, leading to destruction or whatever. Yeah. I feel like guns are one of the things you wouldn't let be invented yeah. in that case. You'd I don't be think like, guns Let's have ever done anything sticks. that bad. I, stick to sticks. Well, I, mean. I believe Charlton Heston was, like, a lifelong NRA supporter, so maybe he was like, listen, this movie doesn't have any guns in it? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, we need our I'm very... Bringing, I'm bringing my own. <laughs> we need our very exciting shooting scene at, at the end. Uh, yeah, I said a sentence. Luke, you're up. Uh, and I guess this is when he kind of escapes, but no, they have, like, a tribunal, I guess, to put, like, the chimp doctors and Taylor on trial for the doctors, I guess, for heresy, for trying to prove that humans were intelligent, and they gotta kill the human just because. He's intelligent. Yeah, Yeah, they think think the chimp doctors formed on his brain. I don't know. It's, it's boring. Yeah, because they think they, they're they arguing that the evolution couldn't happen naturally. So yeah. Just, right. Which they played God. Which ironically, I mean, they are right. He is not an evolutionary. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. He did come from somewhere else. Uh, yeah. Well, some when else. <gasps> oh, you gave the twist ending away. <laughs> But also in the in the in the court scene, they sort of play on a, a thing that is kind of hinted at, which I think they do bring up more in some of the later movies or whatever. But the fact that ape society is very heavily like stratified and and separated into yeah, they mentioned that a little bit when the first scene when you yeah the chimp doctors are giving blood transfusion to Taylor, where they're like, oh, you know, they don't like chimps. Yeah, which I guess like. 
Zayas is like is an orangutan, I guess. And they're like the politicians of the city. Yeah. yeah. Then they've got the and the gorillas. And the gorillas are like the soldiers. The military, yeah. And chimps are, I guess, grunt scientists. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's also yeah. They're at the lowest. They're the lowest rank an ape can be, and then humans like perform manual labor and stuff. Yes, like what, are, what about like baboons and stuff? They're just yeah. subscribers of the New York. Yeah, I think I think there are just the three kinds of apes in this world. I think there are just, just however many they had the budget to make costumes for. Yeah, which looks um, pretty good. Cool. Uh, they apparently spent like half a million dollars in makeup. On this movie, so it was like really? the, the most ever spent. I mean, well spent. Honestly, and if it's just for inflation, oh, it'll still be the most expensive. We have, it is. We have to we have to put in the jingle for uh, our new favorite uh, Hollywood makeup technician, Ben Nye, the makeup guy. <laughs> ben Nye, the makeup guy. Ben, 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 Ben. ben was he ben, actually the ben, makeup ben, guy? Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah his makeup. Yeah. It's not. He's not. Makeup guy. He's not the main credits. makeup guy because because no, the one uh, the one Oscar that this this movie did win was for um was for makeup and the well it was like it was like an honorary because it wasn't it was an, an honorary actual, yeah it wasn't an actual category till 1981 yeah they started it after Elephant Man came out because they thought. They should have gotten. Well, they made it for Elephant Man to razz that movie. John, like he didn't look like an elephant at all. You fucking suck. John Chambers is is the main makeup man, but we all know Ben Nye was was born this way. Yeah, we know the truth. We know the say the truth. Um. Okay, I have a sentence to say in plot, or did I already say one? I can't remember. Don't matter. Just go. Yeah, I'm gonna say another one. Um. So where were we? We were at the trial. The trial. Happens, everyone's convicted, and Dr. Zayas uh, calls uh, Taylor back into his office. And then enter the Crypt Keeper back for revenge. (laughs) Stop um, punching up the moves. I I want something. (laughs) I just feel like if they at least put one mummy or Crypt Keeper in it. They they did. They had the one at the beginning. We talked about it. That's why it's a good movie. Okay, good. Um... So, at this point, um, Taylor's left with Dr. Zayas, and they have a conversation where Dr. Zayas starts letting on, like, hey, I know your whole deal, just shut up already. And he's like, you tell me to shut up, you damn dirty exposition. (laughs) That's my sense. And then he tells Dr. Zayas, I'm going to write a book about this as soon as I get home. I'm going to call it The Apes of Wrath. Uh, Luke, you're up. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the uh, the chimp scientists free him. Like they say, they're gonna put him in a zoo. They're like, there's some group of like human rights activists that are like yeah. like animal rights activists. Like they don't want Taylor to be killed. So like, oh, we're gonna put him in a zoo and keep him alive. And it turns out it's not true. They're just busting him out because they don't want him to die. And then they're just kind of wandering out in the desert into the forbidden zone. It will and. Uh, there's like some cave where like the chimp scientists found a proof that there was a society of humans before ape society started, and I guess Doctor Zayas follows them there so he can destroy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there's a bit of a shootout um, that uh, Charlton Heston wins by twice taking Doctor Zayas hostage. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, they're like, okay, hey, let me go. Everybody's cool. No one's going to get in trouble. That's, <laughs> that's really rad. Uh, no hard feelings. I'll take this horse and this woman who I treat like property this whole film. 
I'm just going to write off. We don't have to tell anybody about this. You don't have to call the ape president. You don't have to call the ape prime minister across the pond. I think Dr. Zayas is kind of ape president. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Of course, the ape president would be a religious fundamentalist. Of course. And chief scientist. Yeah. Don't get me started on ape Trump. Anyways, your turn. (laughs) Um, And then... Okay, so they go up to the cave and they find proof positive that, yes, there were human beings who had all sorts of advancements... But then the argument happens between Dr. Zayas and Human Man, where they're like, humans destroyed themselves. It's like, I don't give a fuck, man. Fuck you. Oh, wait. And then Charleston Heston invents the PlayStation 1 video game, Ape Escape. And then what's that? It's an emergency bot through Paul Drag Race. I loved, I love that not only, yeah, the, the society is very separated into things, and all apes of the same species wear the same outfit. Same species and, like, same jobs, I guess? Yeah, they, they all, all have the same jobs, they all wear the same outfit. Here's my theory. Dr. Zayas found a VHS copy of Doug, um, Nickelodeon, and he watched a few episodes, like, they're all wearing the same thing every episode. That's what we should do. But also, this is forbidden But knowledge. the characters aren't wearing the same, different characters aren't wearing the same outfits. Yeah. That's true. Well, Doug Funny doesn't exist in this world, so it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I feel like... I like that theory, but I feel like they maybe found episodes of Disney's Doug, because it was worse. Ugh. Oh, yeah, it seems right. They've all got three-quarter sleeves. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I always thought. Like, they changed the length of everybody's sleeves. Well, yeah, show. because that's part of growing up. Your sleeves grow with you. <laughs> As doctors famously told us when we were in the womb. And they and they showed Skunky Beaumont in that show. He was like an actual character who walked around and talked, rather than just being somebody you never... They made reference to, but you never actually saw. Yeah, they kind of ruined a lot of things with the Disney version. Mm-hmm. What's next? They're going to reveal what a nematode actually is? Ugh. They, they did. They did? Yeah, yeah. Doug's first movie. Which, oh. by the way, most fucking arrogant name for a movie. Was that about... That has never gotten Was that as a nematode? I thought it was some other monster they created. Like it's, the no, it's supposed to be like the Lake Nematode monster. Mm-hmm. The nematode, they're actually like worms. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I could be wrong. I haven't seen... Doug's first movie in a long time. Yeah. I do remember they named him after the author of uh, uh, Moby Dick for no reason. Norman Melville. Yeah. That's for you literary buffs. Norman Melville? Yeah. Herman Melville? Herman Melville. Okay, yeah. Uh, Hey, guess who doesn't doesn't read books? (laughs) (laughs) I thought thought they named him Norman Melville, which is a very interesting name for him. Well, no, because it's... Okay, because... I know we're getting sidetracked into a very different movie. Um, yeah, Doug's first date. <laughs> they, they bring the monster <coughs> to Skeeter's house, and Skeeter just Skeeter doesn't fucking read, but he has a shelf full of books. And the first one he pulls off is Moby Dick. It's like, well, you like this book? We're gonna call, start calling you the name of the author, because that's that's a normal thing when you're fucking ten, stupid sure. fucking piece of shit, multicolored kids. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. And we're canceled. <laughs> Uh, I do. I'm the subject of clothes in this movie, though. I do like there is a scene where uh, the apes are very impressed that Charlton Heston has put on some a blanket as clothes or whatever. But also, all of the like feral humans are wearing clothes. The yeah, whole time. I read something about that in the trivia for the page. Like they were supposed to be bare-breasted, yeah. but Ooh. they didn't. 
they didn't want to upset the censors. I they, figured that was something yeah, so like that. Yeah, that's why they had them cover up. Yeah. This movie could have been way... This movie could have had like a 95% approval rating. I did have a new Charleston Heston in it. Yeah? yeah. You saw some butt. You, yeah, you, you did, never you, saw him hang dog. Yeah, you never saw his fat hog, so <laughs> that's... You know they gotta be a fat one. Oh, he's a gun guy, so he probably, didn't, probably wasn't oh, there. Oh, wait, let's finish. Wait, are we done with Mothra Paul's Drag Race? We're never done. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's a segment with okay. the Okay, Luke, I just said that they found the cave and Charleston Heston told Dr. Zayas to fuck himself. That was my sentence. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the movie, right? They yeah. say they talk to each other for a bit, and they agree to just let Taylor and whatever the lady. Do they give the lady a name? Oh, he uh, did. Yeah, his property. Yeah. Nova is Mrs. the Wolf. name that he gives him, but he, <laughs> does, he does also refer to her as the female yeah. more than once. Yeah. They ride a horse into the distance, and Doctor Zay is like, "They must find their destiny," and then he sees the. Feels kind of completely out of left field. He sees the Statue of Liberty destroyed, and I guess a Cold War message is how this. I, I can't figure out what the point of this movie is. Like, I feel like it's just eight men, but I feel like there should be like a deeper message. Well, there sure. I mean, there definitely is, right? It's yeah, about... the messages should get real horny when they start having a fist fight. <laughs> It's like, because from his his speech in the beginning when he's just like, tell me something, people of the past, does humanity still fight its brother? And just this like really heavy handed, like, are you still violent and terrible? And then of course he's a violent and terrible asshole the whole movie. Yeah. And then yeah, the, the it's 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 essentially the same point of Rocky IV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the end is just like, Hey, this is what happens when we fight each other all the time. Can't we all just be nice and get along? You know what? I see this movie so much clearer now that I'm just viewing it as an inferior Rocky IV. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now, no Stallone, no robot that funks Uncle Polly, no, no fucking emotional Apollo Creed death scene, no nope. fucking great fight, no training montage, no, no Rus- training montage. No Russian accent. Yeah. Mm. I will ape you. <laughs> I must ape you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think we should just go to the ratings, and I got a new rating system. Oh, okay. God. All right, this film, out of how many Rocky Fours do you give this film? I give this a Rocky Three out of Rocky Fours. <laughs> Jeez. Well, we've already established Rocky Four is better, so I don't think any of us are going to give it more a even one Rocky Four. <laughs> No, I'm gonna go ahead and give this a Rocky Balboa out of Rocky Four. Ooh, oh, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> I like Rocky Balboa. Was fine. Yeah. Rocky Balboa. Yeah, so Rocky Balboa is technically Rocky Six. This is not a six out of four. No, I say this is like a two out of four. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's it's like a nice tall Lacroix. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I give it two out of four Rockies. It's, it's fine. Yeah, like it's it's more interesting is like. Cinema history, like the history of movies yeah. and what movies were like before, like New Hollywood and like the late and like the mid '60s and mm. early '70s and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, this is like right before like Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and stuff. Just '68, right? And those guys started coming around yeah. like the early '70s when like Steven Spielberg started making movies. And yeah, movies back then they weren't very good. They <laughs> weren't. I mean, this is also like the same year that 2001 came out, right? Because uh, I, so. I, yeah. I, I know that came I out really before the that. moon landing. Also, I thought that came out in two thousand one. <laughs> Space Odyssey. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess they could make good movies, but just 
Yeah, it's fine. Watch it if you're if you're into cinema and the history of cinema. Give it a watch. Watch it, watch it if you like apes. Yeah. yeah. If you're I into apes. I feel like also this is one that probably most people who are into cinema have seen already. I, I'm not worried about recommending this to anybody with my rating. But I also, I just, I don't know. I liked it more than I think you guys did. I still think <laughs> I it's like a really it a good movie. I don't, I don't think it's boring. I think there are things that are dated about it. Like the props look really cheesy and the acting is hammy and everything like that. But I also like that. Oh, no, Rob, yeah. again, I believe this is just like our friendship. This movie is fine. Okay. <laughs> so Whoa there, buddy. That hurts my feelings. I love you, Rob. I love you, too. Um, so I'm going... I'm going, I'm giving this the full Mr. T, and I'm going Rocky 3 out of Rocky 4. Nice. Um, That's respectable. Yeah. I, I, like, it's not the best movie ever, but I, I don't know, I think it is a legitimately good movie. I and... uh, pity the fool who doesn't like this film. <laughs> I love me a little club away. <laughs> and, like, yeah, it's, it's whole point is very heavy-handed and, like, y- ultimately useless, right? It's that whole, like, end of Cold War, like, we can pull out of this and just... Find fraternity with, oh, with humanity. Oh, doesn't pull out. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I do still really like it. I think it's a good movie. All right. Well, with that, we're going to go into the lightning round of Stupid Games. To Quit playing Stupid Games. To Calling Clopper Classic. Calling Aaron to ask some questions. Jesus. What was the thing we were going to tell him? I forget. We'll figure out what we talked to him. <laughs> hey, Aaron, is there a Ben? Ben Hurr? Oh, I just already heard it. Wazzaz! We got on Rob Cushell. Um, That's not it. We got Rob fine. Cushell. We got Rob Cushman. Cushman. The Cushman. Yeah. Um, the Cushman. We, yeah, wanted, we wanted to ask Aaron Klopfer, our favorite phone-in guest. Uh, we haven't called Stephen Oak in a little bit, but... Um, <clears throat> hey, is there a bin him? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, got your ass. <laughs> you get an A+. Plus. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I heard that. It was a joke in Family Guy. Oh, is ben it? Her and Ben Him. It's a instead of Jack and Jill. Oh, oh that's pretty good. good. That's good. I think this Family Guy's got something going on. Yeah, I should check that show out. <laughs> I gotta have a family to watch it though. Um, yeah, real bummer. Uh, so for the next stupid game, we're gonna go straight to licking a nine volt battery. Licking a nine volt. Ask your parents for permission. Yeah, give me that. Hey, what's 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 your favorite Guillermo del Toro film? Because mine's The Ape of Water. <laughs> oh, mine's uh, Crimson Apes. Apes Labyrinth. I was gonna say Pan's Labyrinth because it's like Pan is like a. Okay, Lick three, that fucking yeah, battery. Yeah, three, two, fun. Okay, we had this happen the last week. <laughs> this is the worst thing you can do. If you lick your lips and stick them together, it really burns. Yeah, it hurts yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> fun feeling, though. Yeah. Hey. No, no, do it on your lips. No, don't. It hurts. Do yeah, it on that one actually lips. does hurt. 
Yeah. I felt it for like a few days. <laughs> um, I guess we can just play Alright, game's mm. over. Mm. That's a good game. That's a good, good game. Good game. Remember when you played sports kid and you do had to do the good game and sometimes mm. the kids would be like, You guys suck. Yeah, those kids were cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. We were real nerds for yeah. actually doing the good game thing. Yeah. You fucking suck, I'm gonna go play Mortal Kombat two in the arcade. Mm. Like I my parents growing up blood code. Growing up my dad always like he really liked in like hockey. I think they do it in baseball too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really do it in football, right? Where, like in, on I prof- remember soccer and on like a professional level. I'm saying like oh yeah, like, like, no, in professional- like a pro in pro sports they line up. Yeah, well, they do in hockey. Yeah, no. Uh, after, and I think they do in baseball. They yeah, the room. they all jerk each other off because they're all good friends and they're all here to win. Because at the end of the day, everyone's playing hard if you get a hand job. It's not gay. It's just two men enjoying my... each other's strengths. Oh no, it's very gay. What's more gay than strength? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, Thank that's you. a t-shirt right there. Yeah, that's a t-shirt. Oh, I gotta put another t-shirt jingle in. Yeah. T-shirt. Uh, but no, my my dad, my dad always liked that, and he was like, "I just, I just like sportsmanship when like you know it's adults do it or whatever." And now, like that, I am an adult, and I just think about like if I had to fucking like at the end of my work day, mm-hmm. like line up all of my coworkers and like shake their hands and tell them they did a good job at work today, I'd fucking kill myself. Yeah. I... Well, technically, you don't have to do it with your coworkers; you have to do it with, with the, the enemy library. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the enemy library. I feel like at a library you're working against all of the people who come to rent books. So I'm assuming you have to shake hands with at least four homeless people. Oh well, yeah. I, I do actually. Yeah, as a, in a customer service position, it is literally my job to say "Have a nice day." <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. good to so, see you and stuff. So you hate your job that much? What? You hate your job that much? No. You you know, my that. name's you on this podcast. I don't send hate us my job. to his boss right now. <laughs> Ooh, what's that? No. <laughs> Hey, Brandon, do we have a generic poster for Slayer they can use? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I got some business to do right no, but now. It's, have to I don't know. It's less a comment about how much I hate my job and how much of just, like, at the end of my job to add, like, the, to, like, I am exhausted and I want to go home. Oh, wait, no. Well, now you got to go know, shake that's, hands. That's and... why they call it playing baseball and not working baseball. Yeah, that's true. I guess so. Yeah. That makes you think. Yeah. Baseball, though, after the game, you get to get in one of those tubs filled with ice. What? I remember a tub filled with ice. I think yeah, it's, in, it's in Major League, that oh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never got to experience anything in Major League. I never got to wear fun glasses. I never got to do cocaine. I never got to rip pieces of... I never of, got to uh, kill a live chicken for my <laughs> home run swing. <laughs> it should be more chicken deaths, really, in my opinion. I never got to fix an airplane with duct tape. It's just... I barely remember that film, but I'm going to keep... I'm gonna keep... It's that, I don't remember it's, that from It's that. part of it. Their plane was really fucked up. Did somebody kill a chicken with a baseball bat in that movie? Um, no. The really no, like no, racist he, caricature uh, of, a, needed, of a voodoo he guy. He needed a sacrifice. He didn't kill a chicken. He, they got, they him didn't, they got him KFC. He wanted to... To kill a live chicken for a spell so that he would hit better, yeah. and then they bought him KFC instead. Yeah. I know there's voodoo in the second Bernie Weekend at Bernie's movie. Yes, there is. <laughs> in that Confirm well. voodoo. Ape yeah. FC. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. What? Ape FC. Ape fried chicken. Oh, oh I, I thought, thought it was the ape, ape fighting champion. I thought you meant Ape FC as uh, always on slightly off. Now that be like. <laughs> Fried that chicken hurt. that was fried up by an ape, or like a chicken ape hybrid. Hey, what's some chicken fried, fried ape? Up? Oh, that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that 
chicken a pie bread is eight films away. I hope that part got on the mic. <laughs> if not, you can edit and allow it. Right. <laughs> 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 Disastrously loud. You gotta work. You gotta get pulled ah, for fuck. lack of authentic farts. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's kind of how Joe Rogan got canceled. Um, anyways. Did he get canceled? You can't get another laugh violation. No. L-A-F. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, should we do a... What's the deal with that kaiju? What's the deal with these kaiju? What's the deal with these kaiju? Hey, what's the deal with kaiju? What's the deal with these kaijus? <laughs> last night yeah and we had just been talking about how like uh like lucky we've gotten with like lists and you know, i rarely use them but for the most part i get people who are completely silent which is my preferred thing but if yeah. someone's going to talk to me i'm of course going to talk to them and have a fucking conversation because i'm a human who understands the ne- ne- uh, need to connect with other humans i don't so the <laughs> so this guy he starts talking to us um and just talks to us the whole way, and we don't mention that we're coming from uh, a comedy thing at all or whatever, but eventually he starts talking about, like, how much he loves Jerry Seinfeld and how he saw them, or <laughs> saw him twice, and then he just started, like, just saying, just not not doing Seinfeld bits, but describing what <laughs> they were about, and he's like, yeah, he, he did one where he was talking about, like, that Seattle's commercial with the bathtubs on the mountain, and he's talking about, like, how they got the bathtubs up on the mountain, uh, whatever. And I just, and I so just, see it. He, so just Pete and I in the backseat just started doing a Seinfeld impression, just to have something to do, because uh, uh, I was just like, I'm the plumbing, who's running the pipes <laughs> through the mountain? Um, <laughs> Rob, this is this is a life hack for you and for anyone who's listening. If you're yeah. ever taking a lift with a friend. The first thing you have to start talking about is like, isn't it so nice when we always get a lift where the driver doesn't talk to us? See, oh, it's the absolute best. See, like, I never, I never want to do that because I never want to make, I don't want to make that yeah, person right. who already works like a real shitty job. I don't want to make them feel like they're a burden on me. You know no, what I mean? That's the joke. I'm saying, be a terrible. person. Oh, be a bad person. Yeah. Be, be like I'm, Seinfeld. I'm not. Saying... You think Seinfeld would let a lift driver talk to him? No. No. Like, can you shut up, buddy? Seinfeld doesn't talk to people. No, he talks he to doesn't. Like, he he like a blister eighteen. Real nice guy. Anyway, the point, the point, yeah. <laughs> the point of the whole thing is that by the end of the thing, is like he he turns to P and he's like, "You guys sound like you're like real like professionals, like you're involved in this thing, like comedy or whatever." And we were both just like, "Ah, oh, no." <laughs> just fans just fans it's beautiful we gotta get that Pete Casey boy on this sometime alright so we already boy. have Jerry Seinfeld on the kaiju list but I'm gonna go ahead and add your Uber driver <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah another one for the bourgeoisie um, so that's been our stupid game section let's get to the wrapping it up wait is that that's the whole kaiju thing was my lift experience yeah yeah, yeah. didn't you know oh, okay. I didn't know I thought you prepared for the podcast no. before you came on no, we never do. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I know it's it's a bit of smoke and mirrors for our listeners at home. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for recommendations and plugs. Recommendations. I think we should get there because I'm so sleepy. Um, for recommendations, 
Get ready to get your ass blown out of your fucking ear holes with this. Sure. You ready? Mm-hmm. The band I like called Omadaka. It's a Japanese artist who uh, paired with a trained classical geisha uh, musician make electronic music together. He also did the soundtrack to Ape Escape. Oh. And he has a new album, and it's really good. Okay. Like good a video night. game Ape Escape? Yeah, the video game Ape Escape. Not the novel. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, I'm Honestly, sure. I feel like the translation lost a lot of the complexity. Of yeah, like the, but he's I'm sure the word ape escape has been used in something other than the video game. Yeah. I mean, I don't think an ape has ever escaped before the PlayStation game. Yeah. <laughs> apes don't escape. That's like, they like being in captivity. Well, not until it, the video game came out. Yeah. And then they got, that it put ideas in their heads. Exactly. Yeah. Well, those helmets helped with that, too. Well, yeah. yeah. Why do you think as soon as Harambe, like, escaped that pen, he <laughs> fucking ripped the light off of a, off of a police car. <laughs> and then he got scared by a net. Did he, did he do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know nothing about Harambe, except that I got annoyed that people... We're talking about it. So kid much fell into his enclosure and they shot the gorilla because they were afraid it would hurt the kid. Yeah. Well, the kid were, kept trying to kiss were, him. I thought those were different incidents. No. Oh. Uh, you're thinking of the Harambe effect. <laughs> <laughs> Where Harambe was Nelson Mandela. Yeah. I thought, oh, I don't like that. I, no, I remember. No. I remember Harambe dying in prison in the seventies. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that better. <laughs> Because well, it's the actual Mandela effect. Oh, that is actually still bad. Um, so yeah, that's uh, check out Omadaka. He's on Spotify. He's a great artist. Um, it's you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. Just like that's right, Nirvana. <laughs> what is wrong uh, with you? It's been a long day. <laughs> Seems like it. I'll I'll recommend River City Girls because that's a fun uh, side-scrolling beat 'em up. It's got really good art style, and I love the soundtrack. So go and play that. Is that on Switch and PC, I think? Oh, I will recommend Last Podcast on the Left. It's a really good uh, true crime podcast. It's got uh, Ben Kissel, Henry Zabrowski, and uh, Marcus Parks are the hosts of it. If you like true crime and comedy, then they're, they're all really funny, and they cover these horrible killers and murderers in a very entertaining way, but it's still like they get the factual information in there. They do, like, they call them cryptids about, like, UFOs and monsters and stuff, but the true crime stuff's the real draw. So, they did, yeah. Uh, they did one on Joseph Smith, too, right? They yeah, they did, they did. They did just did those very recently. It's yeah. like a five-parter on Mormonism. Like the first those. episode's about Joseph Smith, but it yeah. goes through, like, Mormonism up to today. Yeah, I think I've heard the first like, two episodes young, in that. Fucking yeah. monster. They bring him old, so yeah. it makes you think. <laughs> Sure, it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, recommendations, right? I yeah. forgot that this was a part of it, so I don't have anything. When's this come out? Uh, this is going to come out, I believe, like the first week or second week of December. Oh, so if, it's if there's December. a specific thing you want to rec- or if there's a thing you want to plug, save it for plugs. Right. I, this is I'm, this I know is a plug. Is, I know this, this isn't is a plug. Your first rodeo. Look, making sure December, you understand the rules. If it's December, then that means. Good news, everybody. Shenmue 3 is out. Now, I need you to buy Shenmue 3. I, in 1999, a young 10-year-old boy named Rob Cushel played a video game called Shenmue, and he was hooked. And then in 2001, he played a game called Shenmue 2, and it ended on a cliffhanger. And now, 18 years later, they're finally releasing Shenmue 3, and it's going to be bad. It's not going to be a good game. I know it. But I need all of you listening to this podcast to buy it so that they make... Another one, because Yu Suzuki 
announced that he wasn't finishing the story in Shenmue 3, and I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know why he's doing this to me, but I need everyone to buy this game so that he will finish the story. And that is my recommendation. I'm... I, I remember reading this. I'm pretty sure Shenmue was like envisioned as like a 16 part series. It's just, so it's in 16 chapters. Chapter one is the first game, and chapters three through six are the second what? game. Mm. So they could conceivably make it. it he just had like plot points mm. marked out into chapters. Two happened in like a, a cinematic that just essentially happened in between. Mm. I guess one and two. I think it's it's boat trip to Hong Kong is is chapter two. So yeah, it's envisioned as sixteen chapters, but since they've already made multi part ones, it is conceivable they could have made the rest of those chapters into just one game. It would have been fine. Yeah, uh, I, I rented the first one once because I had a Dreamcast. Never really got into it. Yeah, it's the best game ever made. Um, <laughs> But yeah. I mean, I've heard that. I, I probably if I just kept with it a little bit longer, I would have gotten. I think. Better. I think. The, I think that at this point, it's very hard to get into like the the first two ones. There are. I am replaying them in preparation for Shenmue Three, mm-hmm. um, and they are. That, like the controls are like ancient. You know, it'd be like watching uh, this yeah. movie. You know, yeah. it'd be like, why is it paced like this? Why are there so many apes here? Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, the whole the Dreamcast controller, which is never very fun. Yeah, well, I, I they they did port them. Uh, so I'm playing it on the PS4, oh, but okay. it is still like all of your motion is happening with one stick, and it's, yeah. it's it, do, it it doesn't feel great. Um, but it feels familiar, and that's nice. Um. Yeah, well, and Chemu 2 never actually got released for the Dreamcast in the United States, so I did have to import that uh, it, from Japan for $160 you could have You, you could have played it on Xbox. Well, it was not announced that it was coming to Xbox at that point. Oh. I, ha- I needed it then. <laughs> like, I, need- I was obsessed. I needed it then. I was convinced my 12-year-old brain was like, well, they'll finish the story that I started in one, and it's an even bigger cliffhanger too. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be the same fucking thing in a week when this game comes out. I had Seaman. I had that game. Seaman creeped me the fuck yeah, out. It is man. pretty creepy. That, Narrated that's, by Leonard Nimoy. That's a yeah. game that needs a modern reboot. It does. It should just be that game, though. I I love they it. Should it's not the... update the graphics. They should just release it again with no updates. I, I think I they should make the graphics that. worse. <laughs> they should make it worse. No, it is at the perfect level of, like, this is, creeps me the fuck out at this point. I think uh, it'd just be too silly if they made it look better. Let's get, let's get to plugs. And also, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to plug the good old classic slide in your DMs every third Thursday of the month, the Bonus Round Cafe in Chicago at 9 p.m., a show that me and Martin run with our friends Mitch, Liz, and now Mike Kanesh. That's right. We're just adding more and more. We're, we're adding so many people to our fellowship of silly. Add more producers. Less people coming out. Make the show harder to make everything put together. Cancel the show. Kill yourself. Perfect plan. Comedy guide. Thank you. <laughs> is, there any, is there anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, my friggin' wife. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, I might edit that out. I don't know. Hey, Brandon, She'll never what's listen your, to this. What's, your, what's your social security number again? That is one. I changed the last digit, so it's fine now. <laughs> I recommend stealing Brandon Kirkman's uh, identity. Um, you do edit these out of the podcast, right? Brandon? No, he, <laughs> I do. Uh, it takes me so long to edit these yeah, episodes. Yeah, there's yeah. been a few he's missed. Oh, social Jesus. security? Yeah, I've told you about them though. Oh no! Yeah, dude. I mean, you're lucky that no one listens to this fucking podcast. But come on, man. 
Wait, which episodes were they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm worried. <laughs> That's fine. Just, just, just log on, do a social security reset. You know, answer your security question. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, I, I wanna. Uh, I guess I'll plug the Cupcake Comedy Cabaret. That's every uh, every Thursday at the Gallery Cabaret. I think cupcakes for it. Come, it's very come on out. Show. Oh, thank you, Rob. Yeah. Um, Notice I didn't say that about slide into your DMs. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, <laughs> book me on it then. <laughs> okay, we'll book you on it. I think that's everything. Luke, you gotta. You gotta... Uh, I'll plug my band, Nowhere Don't Care. We have a uh, band camp page, just nowhere slash slash don't care. And yeah, we're. Uh, it's, no, this won't be good to anybody listening, but we're playing a show tomorrow at Burlington Bar. And, yeah, hopefully by uh, next year, early next year, we'll have, like, a digital album be coming out. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, yeah. Right. for that. Awesome. Um, well, I'd like to plug Brandon's friggin' wife. Um, uh, no, don't. <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> that's for me. <laughs> oh, that sounds creepy when I say it like that. Either. Yeah, like that does sound creepy. Ugh, I hate me. Uh, <laughs> No, I wanna I wanna plug. Um, I am I am wor- I'm working on a podcast that I will be uh, releasing hopefully uh, in January. Um, so this is in December. You only have to wait like a month. It's called Magical Journeys Through History. Um, I've got three episodes recorded right now. One of them stars um, a very funny person you've heard on this podcast. Yeah, That's me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm actually in all three of the episodes. Uh, no, but uh, yes, uh, Brandon. Well, Brandon is not on the episode. I'm sorry. But yeah. a and a very ancient king uh, who sounds a little bit like Brandon Kirkman is on an episode. So <laughs> maybe you'll listen to him do a little wacky character. That ancient king is, of course, King Kong. <laughs> You ever need to have John Merrick on? I do a good John Merrick. John Merrick? Yeah, yeah, look for man. Oh, I, I will definitely consider yeah. that. This is the thing when I book people for this podcast, because I've booked several people. I'll be recording a couple episodes coming up once my roommate moves out. Um, nice. <laughs> but when I book people on, I'm always just like, is there like someone from history like you'd like to play? And basically, everyone's like, oh no, just give me someone. <laughs> uh, so it is nice. I'll, I'll probably have you on so that you could do at least someone will have an idea. Um, but yeah, it's the point of it is I go back in time to different years and try to figure out what the worst year in history was. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have me on. I will. Perfect. Well, I won't. I'll have a historical character who sounds like you. Oh, perfect. I oh I can ooh I've I've got it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. great. Talk to Michael Sarah. He was around in year one. That's a pretty good idea. Oh, man. Uh, Well, we should uh, close it out. It's been a fun one, but as always, you know the thing we say when we get ready to leave. Three, two, one. You're You're going to like like the the way way I fuck. I I guarantee it. Take them away, boys. Fuck off. Okay. Uh, Perfect episode. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. (laughs)